windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys. Hunter Muscato, Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nothing spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got game him. Winning. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. JJ German for the win. He got it. JJ German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my new friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, another edition of Sandos and the Sidekick. It is Tuesday, which means Angry Man is going to be up a little later on in the show. Rick Cameron, the voice of the Mercer Bears, will join us. We'll talk to him in the second segment. We'll hear from some sound bites from head coach Randy Sanders in our first segment. In our last segment, we'll take a look at the top 25 with Trey Adams. So a lot going on in today's show. A little very blue and gold today, by the way, for those of you watching on Facebook Live. I think ticked off Tuesday, Angry Man. We'll call it cute, as he did last week. Oh, match. yeah. Yep, uh, you know, I forgot we did do that last week, didn't we? It seems like every Tuesday. You were blue, I was gold We don't always Tuesday. match. Yeah, yeah, we don't always match. But I don't know why we don't. Seems to be on Tuesday. I think it's awesome when we match. Do you? No, I don't okay. know. I don't think so either. I don't know. Oh, I like the fact that I wear other things. You only wear ETSU polos, which is that's fine. All I, own. I mean, that's fine. That's fair. That's, that's your job, kind of. You know, that, that is exactly what you and, uh, to a lesser extent, me are paid to do. But um, I, I like to go, uh, you know, mixing it up a bit. Maybe Just a tad. You do suits once in a while. Not now, here. I will tonight because it's holding court. ETSU uh, oh, yeah. Mark Adams will be there. So we'll uh, do Pasta and practice. Pasta and practice. They've, uh, got the, they've got the court already set up down in the dome. Uh, looks great. There's some seating right next to the court. There's actually, it looks like there's a projector as well, which is kind of Yeah, cool. he's going to do a presentation. Mark oh, Adams uh, used to be a former basketball coach, now uh, works for ESPN maybe the last uh, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing uh, that's interesting about him, he's part of that scheduling alliance, so they're going to go over uh, a lot of that. So later down the year, we've got him lined up to join us oh, in the program. So we'll have him. Uh, as the basketball season kind of gets cranking to talk about certain things, and especially about mid-majors. He's a big fan of the mid-majors, trying to help him out with scheduling and other stuff. So like a lot too. going on. Of course we do, uh, as we get hosed every single year as a mid-major, and mid-major conferences get hosed every single time. But talking still a little bit of football, we're getting into that transition, and the next week or so we will uh, intersperse some basketball with some football. Yeah. Uh, still talking heavy football today. Yesterday, uh, Randy Sanders. I, we could have went probably three hours on the win yesterday. Yeah. Went uh, probably a solid 35, 40 minutes and still didn't cover uh, 90% of probably what went on. Yeah, Randy also interspersed some basketball talk with his press conference yesterday, but we will get to that in a second. We were talking about on the show yesterday one of the many points that we touched on throughout the 45 minutes of the one-hour show that we did where we basically just went back and forth on the game because there was that much to cover. But one of my questions was going to be for Randy and brought this up on the show as well. Why was quarterback draw the call at the end of regulation on that two-point conversion? You needed one play. It came down to getting that two points or not and chose QB draw, and Coach Sanders had this to say. Without getting too in-depth or giving away too many secrets, it, there, there was more to it than just quarterback draw, but that was one of the parts of it. 
and that was the part that was there. Had we been given a different look or a different defense or whatever the case may be, it, it could have been a much different looking play. So, but that was that was the part that the defense dictated. I thought I thought our line did a great job of, of blocking the thing, and Quay did a great job leading up in there on the linebacker, and had the safety spread out enough that uh, the numbers were right for us to do that. So much like many things that Randy Sanders does offensively, a number of different options, which is one of the things that makes getting this offense down for some of the players, I'm sure, a bit more complicated than in years past. Yeah, and I think that that's there's so many reads and checks and everything that, that goes into it. I think that's the big thing for head coach Randy Sanders is getting everybody on the same page. It's not just a matter of, as he says, call the play, line up, and go. And that's what the, the team had been doing the last several years. So trying to get them on the same page, trying to get them uh, understanding the defense will dictate maybe what you're going to do. And uh, I think it was interesting to hear him say, yeah, you know, yeah, we ran quarterback draw, but I read into that. Maybe that wasn't necessarily the call. There were some checks going into that, and if he had the right looks and it was only four or five guys in the box, if you were everybody else to spread out, six blockers, four guys in the box, easy, you know, you got a couple two-on-one situations able to, to bust it in there for a touchdown. That, that's what I read into uh, him kind of saying that with, without going to trade six. I could be way off base, but, you know, he's very strategic in how he, he kind of talks and says some things. <laughs> he doesn't want to give away any trade secrets, as he said. So uh, kept some of that close to the vest, but I like your assessment of it. That, that does seem to make a lot of sense. And if so, it was a fantastic read uh, by Austin. And, again, I think he's getting used to the offense more and more every week, which is probably also why we do still see some miscommunications, guys maybe running the wrong route, uh, some, some back and forth between the receivers and the, the quarterback, specifically Herrick, and he's talked about it too. He'll be the first to tell you that he's not perfect, he's made some mistakes, but also wide receivers having a lot going on in their minds, maybe when it comes to catching the ball, and we've seen some drop issues this year, uh, their minds just being overloaded and not being able to watch the ball in and focusing on what they need to do there, and I'm just speculating because uh, when you see as many drops as we have for ETSU's receivers, uh, you do start to, to wonder a bit uh, and going from one quarterback to another can obviously be tough as well. But I digress. Uh, we had to ask Jay Sandoz about the playoffs. And, of course, you think you know what you're going to get with Randy Sanders. And to an extent, we did know, but he threw on a little bit extra. Can we ask you about playoffs yet? Oh, you can ask about them. What about the playoffs? I don't know. Not worried about that. I'm just worried about game 10. <laughs> I don't mean to be a smart ass, but... There's Randy being Randy. You, you have to love that. Uh, Coach Sanders is uh, a great quote what he wants to be, it seems like. And he uh, played the kind of adversarial role there when I said, so, uh, playoffs. And he said, yeah, go ahead and ask. It wasn't going to give me the answer right away because obviously it's something that we know he probably doesn't want to talk about. But then uh, he w did give me that enough, just worried about game 10. The, the game 10 answer is certainly what I was expecting. Yeah, and that's it's sort of his M.O., right? That's sort of what he gives you. I, I thought it was, you know, he gives us a little bit of glimpse in a personality every week. I thought that was a perfect glimpse of it. Can you ask? Sure, sure, absolutely. Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I'm still not answering it. So, yeah. uh, you know, I guess he gave you, you have the freedom of speech to ask, but that doesn't mean I have to answer. I'm fine with that answer. I know I am too because, again, he, he's gone with the same theme, right, the same theory. What is the team doing? They're absolutely trying to get opponent 10, opponent 9, opponent 8, let that game go. I think he's done a good job of kind of sticking to the script, and that's, that's sort of what he wants to do, and I think it still sends a good message to the team. My goal going into that press conference every week is to get Randy to say something new, and this week it was smart-ass. So he did say something new, but he also did give them the cliche that he likes to give. I, I didn't expect to catch him off guard with the traditional response of we're just focusing – 
on game 10. That's what we've done the entire year. Why change anything? He also said as soon as the reasons for winning stop or start changing, then I'll start changing. But until then, it's just not going to happen. One thing he did say, Coach Sanders, about possibly being in the mix for a playoff position, and really if you get a win this week, I, I think you're a relative lock at that point. You win your last two, perhaps you're hosting. But he did say that all the winning does bring positive conversation, something he's happy to see, especially considering football didn't have that for 12 years in Johnson City. It's nice that the fans are talking about football in a positive way, and, and I'm assuming that. I, you know, I don't have many of them dropping by the Dome to see me because that's pretty much where I spend all my time is, is in the Dome or come up, I usually come here for a couple hours a day for practice. Other than that, uh, you know, I'm not hanging out at the local grocery store or going down to the restaurant seeing what everyone is saying. I'm, I'm not on uh, – on my computer too much, checking out the chat rooms and stuff like that. I'm, I'm focused on what we got to do, but it's nice to have conversations about football in the fall. When the leaves are changing, the weather starts changing, football should be a topic of conversation. It's a shame that for 12 years it was not a topic of conversation around here. You were here for those 12 years when it wasn't a topic of conversation. Very different now that ETSU is winning again. Yeah, and that's the the one thing when you brought it back the naysayers, right? I we really need football. I mean, we got Tennessee, we got Virginia Tech. I'm just that another. But uh, is it going to be the same team um, that it was before? Is it going to be a team that that's going to average about four or five wins a year? You know, maybe around the six win mark, or is it going to be a team that's going to be able to compete for championships and in year four with the new stadium? I think the attendance has said it's here to stay. I think clearly with Randy Sanders and where the team has made leaps and bounds this year um, I think it's made great strides so there's still going to be naysayers I'm sure there will be uh, there's people that don't understand the FCS level they just understand you know Notre Dame Texas USC and nothing else and and that's going to happen those are also the same teams that probably don't think ETSU and Wofford and those teams should get an at-large bid that it should only go to the ninth or 12th place team ACC um you know, as far as that goes. And then every year it's amazing. There's always a few mid-majors that make it in the Sweet 16 when you're able to play a game as opposed to look on paper and go that, and you're able to play it on a neutral site as opposed to going to somebody else's venue with somebody else's referees, and that plays into it. Listen, same thing when Milligan and Tusculum and all those schools come to ETSU, right? They're not going to get the benefit of the whistle, right? It's just not going to happen. Same thing. ETSU goes on the road. ACC, SEC. Guess what? Not going to, not going to happen. And we saw that in football. ETSU plays Tennessee. Two exact same plays. One penalty called on pass interference. One was not. I mean, just you know, going into it, there's going to be several calls that just don't go your way when you play a road game. And that actually doesn't even really matter if you're playing those schools. You get less whistles when you play a Power Five school, but you don't even get that many whistles when you're playing a league game on the road so just one of those things but uh, I think where ETSU football has been and, and it's really been since 96 97 since you could even talk playoffs right so to be 20 plus years between playoff appearances again they didn't play for 12 13 but to go that long without it I think just talk strides about what Randy Sanders has done for the program so far you mixed in a little bit of basketball conversation there as you're breaking down that sound bite coach Sanders did the same I don't know that that's the case yet and then I tell you, I'm look I'm looking forward to it basketball getting started and I'm looking forward to going over there and watching them play. I'm looking forward to watching uh, our women play. It's fun to watch uh, what they do and how they compete and how they get their players to compete and they built their programs into something I want this football program to be. Good start to this first season but we've still got a whole lot of work to do to get the program truly where I want it to be. So a couple of things with that quote and 
firstly, the very beginning of it was Coach Sanders responding to Joe Avento from the Johnson City Press about um, he asked – I talked to Steve Forbes said, what's it like to coach basketball at a football school? And that kind of had me scratching my head. I think what Joe meant was a school that has football, not necessarily a football school. I don't think that ETSU, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've always thought of it as a basketball school. And I think that the fan attention and the uh, mania, the hysteria for basketball when it does get going in ETSU is as solid as they have been under Steve Forbes and Brittany Azell. That really takes things to another level. But I definitely, when he said football school, I kind of scratched my head in, in the identity of ETSU. That's never been something that I've correlated the Bucks with. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I, I don't think you're wrong at all. I just, you know, there's always a flag bearer, right? Uh, so, something to, to to wave and go and I, just be. It's all perception, I guess, right? Perception is reality. You talk to any coach, though, and I think most coaches, no matter what sport, are going to think their sport's the most important thing on the planet. Sure. Is that, is that fair? I think that's their job. Um, actually, right, and, yeah. and it should be because it's their livelihood. It's, right. it's their life. It's, it's what they're going on. And there, and there are certain sports where they're like, well, yeah, if you go um, – you know, to Kentucky, it's a basketball school, right? Yeah. You got to know Mark Stoops. Now, Mark Stoops right <laughs> hey. now is rocking and rolling. They're Bull top ten in the country, yep, right? Awesome. They're, they're yep. Georgia. Me, if they things. beat Georgia, think about this. Kentucky, I think, is locked into the SEC uh, East representative uh, in Atlanta for the title game. So it's not. But Mark Stoops had to know going into it, right? He had to know the situation. Had yep. to know, guess what? No matter what you're doing, I think even Randy Sanders talked about when he was at Kentucky as offense coordinator, he kind of knew they were second fiddle. So yeah. I think there's certain things that that challenge your program, but does that mean you can you can't win there? I mean, when Steve Forbes is at Tennessee, the big thing is the football school got you know doesn't really matter if you're doing basketball, and then they went on ridiculous runs and got all the way ranked as number one in the country in basketball, which had I don't know if it's ever happened before. I don't know Tennessee basketball enough, but it had never happened before. So you can do things at at different schools one way or another. So it's just curious. You know the perception for Joe and media folks like us and and fans on what it is, and you ask coaches whether it's Steve Forbes or Randy Sanders those type of questions. Now, where I'll say that maybe Joe's hit on something. You look at say social media, and you look at the number of followers and the number of engagements and things like that. If you look into some of the metrics on social media, and maybe it's just how the accounts have been run or um, the uh, I don't know the just the great work. Perhaps it's the great work that the, uh, Kevin Brown and his staff do for ETSU football and with social media, whatever the case may be, but the amount of followers and the amount of reach that ETSU football has gotten on a platform like Twitter or on Facebook, um, it's insanity uh, in comparison to um, what men's basketball and women's basketball have gotten. I mean, ETSU football account has been around, I think, for five or so years, and it's got almost as many followers in itself as the ETSU athletics account does, and like three times the amount um, that uh, basketball does uh, on the men's side. So uh, maybe it's just... The fact that, you know, football is the behemoth right now uh, in the American sports consciousness, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, there's maybe two different points of view on it. Um, and Joe Avento, maybe maybe the wording a bit off, but you can see at least somewhere he's coming from. We'll step aside for a timeout. Rick Cameron, voice of the Mercer Bears, uh, call in. We'll talk to him about the matchup. Talk to him about Mercer last couple of weeks, and certainly they've been uh, riddled, uh, no play on words there, with Robert Riddle being out for the year as the starting quarterback. Kalen Riley's taking over. So we'll talk to him about the Mercer Bears season and what he expects to see from the Bears when they host the Bucks this weekend. So we'll have that on the other side of Sandoz and the sidekick. This is the Buccaneer Sports Network.
Congrats, you made it! Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day, you took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1 million. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart. No. Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Sandos and the sidekick back with you. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, my pleasure to bring on a good friend of mine, Rick Cameron, the voice of the Mercer Bears. And, Rick, thanks for taking the time with us today. And let's talk about this Mercer Bear football team. And, you know, you start the year, obviously go to a, to a Power 5 team or a, a, at least an American Conference team in Memphis and, you know, kind of know what the results are there when you step up level competition. Then you take on Jacksonville and beat them. And then I thought the, the, the game of the year, the statement of the year for you guys were to go on the road and take on a, a number at the time, ninth-ranked Sanford Bulldogs that should have beaten Florida State the previous week and go in there and pick up a big victory, 30-24. to 24. 
Yeah, Jay, good morning. Always good to talk to you. Normally, it's a basketball when you and I are talking to one another. Good to be talking football this morning. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, the, the Sanford game looked as if it might set some sort of a, a tempo for the season. Both the offense and the defense played well. You're right, Sanford was coming off that very impressive game at Florida State. Uh, but since then, you know, we come back home, play the Citadel, get behind in that game, uh, made a great comeback to tie the game at 31-all. And then the last minute of the game, the Citadel gets the ensuing kickoff, goes the distance, 38-31. And it's kind of put a shaker on the season then. Uh, the biggest thing for the Bears, uh, Jay, is defensively just have not got, off, got the other team off the field enough. The offense is producing numbers. Uh, but as I'm, if you look at Mercer's schedule, every game the Bears have won, they scored at least 30 points. Uh, I look at ETSU and all these games you guys have won, and some of them in the 20s. Uh, Mercer has to get into a high-scoring game. The defense has just not uh, been performing as well as Coach Lamb would have liked for it to. Well, Rick, I, th- I think the one thing that's maybe surprising me about that, because there's some names that, that I know are on that, that team that are very good. I think Isaiah Boer's still back. He's he's unbelievable. LaMarcus Bailey's a guy that's been producing for you. I know you lost a, a couple of uh, couple of linebackers from a year ago, but there's still a lot of familiar names yeah. on that defense. What's the biggest issue, or what do you think has been the biggest issue? Well, you're right. Now, Bueller's been hurt twice and off the field. And, and again, there's no even discussing injuries. Everybody has uh, guys banged up, especially this time of the year. But it's seemingly, Jay, it's uh, Coach Lamb each week stresses there's too many missed tackles. Uh, in this past game last weekend, our staff on uh, the last drive up at uh, Walford, we counted seven missed tackles on uh, two drives, which, you know, you just can't have. But the biggest thing in my opinion, has been third-down conversions. You look at the Yale game. We went out of conference a couple of weeks ago. Yale converted 14 of 20 third-down conversions. You know, you just got to get people off the field, and, and you just can't put your offense in a situation where it has to score 35, 40 points every week. Rick, Mike Gallagher, thanks for taking some time and joining yes, us. What's the, what's the QB situation right now? Of course, Robert Riddle, uh, we know, really challenged and then won that job from Kalen Riley, the 2017 freshman of the year, and saw that Riley didn't throw all the passes for Mercer this past weekend. Do we know his status going into this game? No, we really don't. There's a lot of question marks on the offense, guys. This week, uh, Coach Lamb had his weekly news conference yesterday, and a couple of things of question. Number one, you mentioned Kalen. He did... Uh, sprained an ankle or had some sort of an ankle injury the first quarter of that game last week and actually played three quarters and limped on practically every play. Still had a pretty good game. Uh, moving the ball, it's certainly limited. His ability to get out of the pocket and move very much. As of yesterday, he still just lifted uh, day-to-day of how they can nurture the ankle, get it back ready to play. And then T. Mitchell, our uh, leading running back, who became Mercer's all-time leading rusher, uh, was injured in the first quarter of that game. He injured his shoulder, was in a street clothes and a sling the remainder of the game, and his status is up in the air as well. So, yeah, that's going to be as the week progressive, progresses leading up to game time. Uh, the status of Riley and Mitchell will certainly be something that all the Mercer fans will be looking to see what happens. Well, the one thing, Rick, uh, um, I think uh, at least knowing that you have something back is Mark Servant, who I think is the best uh, you know, I know Kel McKnight gets all the, the love, but their offense is just very much different than everybody else's. But Mark Wee Servin is just still an animal. But I, I thought it was interesting, the, the emergence of the freshman, uh, Durden. And, of course, he had a big kickoff, yeah. I think, a kickoff return. And and then Steven yeah, he, uh, Huza. 
Yeah, Stephon Husay, you know, we switched uh, over from defense, and uh, I think he's the only guy in the league that has caught uh, a touchdown pass and also has interceptions as well for his career. But, yeah, David Durden, uh, interesting story about David. You know, he was drafted by the Boston Red Sox and actually went and uh, played a portion of a minor league baseball season, decided maybe that wasn't the cup of tea for him, decided he wanted to come back and play uh, college football, and Mercer did uh, recruit him originally. But uh, David's got tremendous speed. And, uh, you know, he has caught some really impressive touchdown passes. He had a kickoff return 95 yards week before last. And a couple of weeks ago, we even did a little trick play, and uh, Durden ended up with a football, and he threw a pass to Riley for a touchdown. But, yeah, David is an emerging receiver, and probably this core of Mercer receivers is as good as we've had since Bobby Lamb uh, has brought this football program back. Rick, there's going to be four fantastic running backs in this contest. Should T. Mitchell be able to play for ETSU, Quay Holmes and Jacob Saylors, a couple of freshmen that everyone around Johnson City is very excited about, and then Mitchell and Tyree yeah. Devison, who looked like he came in and uh, shouldered an impressive amount of the load and did well uh, yeah. after T. Mitchell went out. Tell us about what Devison brings to the table and run defense for Mercer. I know that's been a bit of an Achilles heel this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tyree, you know, it's funny. Early in the year, T. Mitchell with his speed, and Tyree is a big, broad-shouldered guy. He's 5'8", 233, and you would just expect he's a big bruising back, which he is. But we made the reference early on to thunder and lightning. Tyree kind of laughed about that, took exception. You know, uh, T. may be a little bit more stronger than what people think. I may be deceptively quicker than what people think. So Tyree is really for a big man, and I mean he's a broad-shouldered guy. Uh, you can pick him out of a, a room, the basketball gym, anywhere if he walks in because of his build. But he's got uh, more speed than what folks realize. But, yeah, he had to carry the load last week, uh, second, third, and fourth quarters. Uh, and he'll be probably getting the starting line, I'm guessing, uh, not having any idea what T's status is. But, yeah, T, uh, Tyree is quicker than what he looks. And uh, he's a strong, strong running back and certainly only a sophomore, the guy that we'll be looking for to the next couple of years. Yeah, run defense, I think just every category defensively. You know, I look at the sacks that ETSU has, and then you look at Mercer, just uh, a very few, five or six of the season. Uh, tackles for loss, the third down, getting folks off the field. Those are the areas that Mercer's really working on to get better because when you get into the latter portions of the season, you're playing the better teams with the better records, the better defenses. You just can't get into a shootout every week. And as I said, Mercer's not won a game yet that they didn't score at least 30 points. Rick, uh, special teams has been big, especially in the games you've been a part of, because you mentioned the Citadel taking the kickback, but then Durden also uh, in the Western game, I think it was, was able to take a, a big kickback. So you've kind of traded off there. Cole Fisher's one of the better field goal kickers in the league. Talk us through uh, special teams and where Mercer falls there. Yeah, Cole is uh, extremely, he's a senior, been around uh, from, you know, with us four or five years now. Cole is uh, consistent, uh, steady. Uh, one of the type of guys he loves, you know, if the pressure of a game should be dependent on making a field goal or not, he's a calm, cool, collected guy. Uh, he's had a great percentage of making uh, uh, field goals this year, so, you know, Bears feel pretty good in that department. Matt Schill is an interesting story. He played at Auburn. He's a native of Australia. Uh, played at Auburn, transferred here two seasons ago, led the league in punting, and then went back to Australia. Uh, still had a year of eligibility remaining, chose to come back and be with us. So he's uh, right at the top of the league in punting, and I think as of last week, uh, the Bears were actually number one in the nation in net punt yardage, 42.3 or something. So 
Shill has altered his style a little bit. He doesn't necessarily do the rugby kick. He takes a two-step and punt, more traditional style. But, uh, yeah, with Fisher and Shill, the uh, punting and kicking in pretty good hands. Rick, I'm wondering motivation coming into this week for Mercer. Of course, we know the result last year, the overtime victory for ETSU, uh, a great one for the Bucks. And I'm wondering if Coach Lamb and your dealings with him and knowing him as you do, if that's something he may use to try and light a fire under his team this week. And also, separately from that, while it may be an outside shot, Mercer does still have a chance to uh, run the table the rest of the way, perhaps make a run at the conference crown, and uh, even if they're able to win the rest of their games, have an outside shot at making the playoffs. Will that be a topic of conversation at all this week, or is the picture much more micro than that? Well, I think it, I think it is. Uh, obviously, it looked like, you know, you guys played a great game last year. The, uh, you know, the overtime, boy, the play that was designed in overtime was uh, perfect, and it seems it's seems as if it got you guys really on a roll that you're still having to this day. But the other thing, it's homecoming here this week. And anytime uh, you bring all the alums in, uh, the weather forecast is great. Uh, we're supposed to have a lot of rain Thursday, clear out Friday. So it's going to be a beautiful day Saturday. you got the homecoming crowd in. And, yeah, it's to the point now, uh, unlike last week, Mercer controlled its own destiny. Now they do not. So every game is pretty much a must-win situation. And I think uh, that's pretty much the status Certainly uh, none of them have forgotten the way ETSU played so well, came back and won that game last year. But I think all the factors involved, if the Bears are going to salvage the season uh, and be in the running and some things happen that would get them back in the championship picture uh, with some other folks helping out, they know it's pretty much uh, a got-to-win or have-to-win game on Saturday or certainly then they'll just be uh, playing out the season. We're visiting with Rick Cameron, the voice of the Mercer Bears. And, uh, Rick, we, we go way back from the from the A-Sun days when both teams didn't have football, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. Jay. With that going around, our fans love them some Bobby Hoffman, right? I like Bobby. He's been good to me in my yeah. career. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about hoops if I can because yeah. you guys got to replace like five guys. I know Ross Cummings coming back, but a lot of names to replace. Well, let me tell you, Jay, we had our orange and white uh, scrimmage or uh, intra-squad game on Sunday, and we've got eight true freshmen. We've got two other transfers. We've got ten new guys. We've got some international players. Uh, we've got our first game coming up a week from tonight over at UAB. And just as soon as uh, Mercer and ETSU conclude the football game Saturday, I've got to quickly do some work because uh, you and I know when we head into a season, normally – Three or four guys return as starters, and you just know them and pick up. But, man, I've got some serious work to do. You're right, Ross is back and a couple of other seniors. But a uh, uh, completely new team for Bob Hoffman. And you're right, uh, it's always, uh, I think, of all the places we visit, when we come to Johnson City, I think uh, folks at Johnson City know Bob Hoffman about as well as we do. It's always a good time when uh, the Bucks and the Bears get together to play some hoops. Rick, maybe you haven't seen Coach Forbes' roster last three, four years, but I've got to learn about eight, ten guys every year. It's unbelievable <laughs> how to do. I was actually not very good at that first couple of years, but now it's it's old hat, so it won't it won't yeah. take you as long as you think. I promise. Uh, well, I, as I said, it's going to come quickly. I think uh, football Saturday. I go to UAB Tuesday. I come back home from Piedmont Friday, and then uh, midnight Friday night I head to Chattanooga. So, as you know, Jay, the last week of October, first week of November, it's a lot of not getting the game clock and the shot clock messed up. <laughs> no, and listen, there are many a times the first basketball broadcast has some, some football terminology in it, no doubt. I, absolutely. absolutely. Hey, Rick, 
Rick, I'm so bad. Occasionally, when I get into baseball, I still use basketball terminology. So uh, it just happens. <laughs> hey, the main thing is just uh, paint the picture and give the good folks at home something to listen to. And uh, anytime you can get a win, then you know, yeah, I know you feel like I do. If you manage to win a game, boy, that was a great broadcast. But if you lose, man, you were horrible today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we all know, Rick, the broadcasters have something to do with the game. We take uh, a lot of credit for it. Absolutely, Jay. Hey, Rick, man, I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you down there Saturday, my friend. Absolutely, Jay. We'll see you Saturday morning. Safe travels to you guys, and we look forward to seeing a great game between the Bears and the Bucks. All right, that's Rick Cameron, voice of the Mercer Bears. Angry Man segment coming up. What's made him mad this week? We'll find out after this time. Don't forget, you can download us every week, SoundCloud and iTunes. Really, you can do it daily. But uh, if you just want to do weekly updates and catch up on the five shows, you can do that as well. You can subscribe to the RSS feed every time we upload a new show. It will be automatically updated for you or give you an alert that the new show has been posted. And don't forget, Tuesday through Friday, we try to go Facebook Live whenever possible. Santos and the Sidekick will return with Angry Man right after this time. Out to your word from the bucket. Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated health care system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has an all-new... You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You had me at bacon. But what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulliken Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulliken's prefinished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulliken Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Hear from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. 
Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640, the extreme sports monster. Yo, can I get a <laughs> Hey, 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 is everybody ready? Are you ready? I think you're <laughs> It is Angry Man time. Angry Man, are you with us? Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Oh, a softer, gentler Angry uh, Man. Well, yeah, you time. know that Rick Cameron, what a class act. What a great guy he had on. I appreciate that interview. He was good, wasn't he? Do you know uh, Rick Cameron, Angry Man? Just a little bit, yeah. I, I appreciate you guys had him on and talk some uh, Mercer football basketball. You guys do such a great job. What is going on with you today? Uh, this so, is, what is this, going on with me? It's a setup. No. You know what gets me going and ticked off? Just guess. Me? Happiness? Public display of affection. It makes me want to vomit. Okay. I like where this is going. So you know what? Wife, child, and I are having a great Sunday. Some Halloween festivities going on. Nice wholesome day. Yeah, nice family day. Then we order some dinner, go pick it up. When I go pick it up, I see a boyfriend, girlfriend, standing, waiting for their food, just making out, tugs <laughs> down the throat, grabbing each other, and I'm like, what are you doing here? Quit it! It's not what it's made for! Luckily, I left the wife and kid in the car, because I don't need my child to be exposed to all that. You can do that in your house, get a hotel room, but not at a restaurant! Have some common sense, people! Angry Man, have you ever seen the Seinfeld episode where George tries to intermingle food with his lovemaking? I want to say I have, but right now I can't think of it. <laughs> Don't watch it because it sounds like it would really uh, get you going. It's ruined my day. That yeah. ruined my Sunday. Oh, and it, it, It's a good point, though, because, I mean, food and that don't belong more often than not and i won't get into more detail than that but anywhere near each other right i mean you're you're trying you're especially in public the appetite of others is going down the drain with every i don't know what you call that they're touching each other is how you yeah, said grabbing each oh. other what, groping what is fair oh, yes, groping. No. what, oh, what goes on in your mind to think that's okay and there's other little kids there waiting to eat their food and they're just going at it right there in line i'm like can, can ah! I can I ask a question? I'm afraid to jump in here. Yeah, go what, ahead, Jay. What were the ages? Are, they, are these like teenagers? No, they were, I would say, mid to late 20s. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. So teen, I would give a little more of a pass to teenagers because they're just young and don't know any better, whatever. They're just oh, happy somebody's you, making out with them. My whatever, kid, when, when she's growing up, if I see her doing that, oh, boy, watch out. Even if you're a teenager, no. No. You do not do that public. No. Never. Angry Man, do you feel like there is a line? Is there some acceptable level of PDA, or is everything off the table? Even holding hands, you can't I, do I'm, I'm not even a holding hand guy, but I'll give you that. I'll okay. give you that, Okay. but nothing else. Nothing. You, will, 
you will acquiesce to that in order to please the wife, correct? Like if she wants to hold your Sometimes hand, you're not gonna I don't even do that. You're not gonna swat the hand away and be that guy, right? I you, never you, know. You, I, you swat. You'll give the swat. So, so are you? What about let's say an acceptable time would be uh, New Year's, right? You had a New Year's party. Sure, you're going there. Are, are you giving it the? But you're in a house. You're okay there. You're in a house. Are house. you? What if you're at a bar? What I mean, what if you're you went to a, Bars a big Year's bash Year's. that they had? I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, like, are you are you okay? Everybody else in the building's probably doing it. So is everybody else? So is everybody doing else it? is jumping off a bridge. Are you gonna jump off a bridge? Are you? I think Sandos might. <laughs> you better right now. Oh wow. So you're saying midnight comes around at a bar and it's. Being society is doing its thing, you're just no. Or you're just gonna look at everyone awkwardly and judge all of them. That's what I do. That's what angry man does. That's the calling. Because I'm angry different man. and I'm great. I, you're unique. Yeah, what, I will give you that. You can are I ask, if can not I ask a question? What was angry man like in college? Oh. You know what? I'm just let's just say. I'm glad social media was not around. <laughs> See, here we go. So you're now, an hypocrite then. Now you're the oh, old Chris. <laughs> you don't know if I was doing that in college. Well, you said social media. I'm guessing that. That could, uh, that could mean other stuff. Like what? I'm not. Well, gonna, he's going to get that. Oh, he's going to get yeah, that around. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to get gonna gonna that. Hold on that trip. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. You're walking right into it, angry man. Did I? Did you almost I? did. You almost did. I think you just walked yourself right to a wall. Okay, okay. Can I – I'm going – at one show, this is going to happen. One show, I'm going to tell Angry Man we can't do the show and not have him there, and I'm going to have Mrs. Angry Man call in Uh, and give her side of all the stories. Buddy, I'm going to have her call in, and let's just see some of this because I think you're kind of big big talking here. I think you're kind of big leaguing. I'm not – what, about PDA? Is Is that what you think I'm big leaguing? I do. Bring I her do. on the show and ask her. I'm not lying. I think we need a angry man counterpoint, like on a Thursday, angry woman. I have a, I have a question, angry man. What? Where did y'all meet? Through work. Okay. If you first date. true. First date. <laughs> Hanging out at a house. Mm. That's what we're going with. That's I'm just starting. I'm just starting. I have a I'm feeling just, this is going somewhere. The Bulls and Celtics. I don't know about anything else, but that's what happened. Probably didn't end well for you, I'm guessing. No, it didn't. <laughs> I'm guessing there was something better and bigger than the the game going on that night, though, for Angry Man. I have no idea. Probably what not. Probably not. It's that was years and years and years ago. It's Angry Man. <laughs> hey, Angry Man, I, I do, I do, I don't want to, I don't want to transition subjects too fast for you because you are kind of rocking and rolling. But Coach Forbes mm-hmm. wanted me to bring this up on your Angry Man meter. Nice. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. So, Coach Forbes found me Saturday night after the Big W in football, and he said, "Ask Angry Man where he would be if he paid somebody to mow his lawn to to, to take care of the landscaping, and he comes home." And sees there's a ladder in the yard, so he goes to pick up the ladder, and they did not mow where the ladder was. They mowed completely around the ladder. So he picked it up, and there's just a big patch of globiness grass where they didn't mow. He wanted to know where that was on your meter. That's up there with the dirty dishes in the dishwasher. That's where that ranks. You have one job to do, and you can't get it done. You have to cut the entire lawn if that includes moving an object like a ladder. Get it done. You have one job to do. Because that kind of happened to me this weekend. You have one job. You screwed up. You left. 
You didn't fix it. You left someone else to fix it, and we had to do it. You have one job. Get it done. That's what you're getting paid for. Now, Angry Man, uh, it wasn't me. I oh, was I was just checking. I was probably was me. No. Uh, so uh, is it not your responsibility, though, as the lawn owner to make sure that your lawn is clear of objects so these people aren't movers as well? But you're getting paid to cut the grass. Cut every part of the grass. You're getting paid. includes moving a ladder. Yeah, you're getting paid, so move the object and get your job done. You're getting paid to cut the grass, yes, not move the cut, object. The, cut the grass. Cut the they grass. Cu- they cut the grass, but they didn't That's want to damage your object. Said sidekick. Have uh-huh. you ever cut the grass? Have you ever mowed the lawn before? I used to when I was a child, yes. Well, do it again and see what happens. I actually, think, I actually think you do need to pay someone to come and cut your grass because that is, I know, the bane of your existence having had previous off-air conversations. But you know what? It, it soothes me. I put my headphones on. Oh. I listen to podcasts like Sandoz and the Sidekick. Good, and, good and plug. It gets, and it gets my, my blood pressure down. It puts me in a better mood. <laughs> yeah, it does. And that's what I love. I love cutting the grass, even though it takes about an hour and a half to two hours. Your palatial estate. But that's no. It, it, it's just a, it's, I got a big hill in my backyard. I'm sorry. Palatial time. You uh, we're not all as well off as Angry Man that oh, can afford these massive plots true. of land. <laughs> you have no clue. Still trying to figure out your word. Palatial. Yeah. Uh, palace esque, essentially. That, that's. That, it's false. Well, okay, I don't know. Um, so I, I'll give you this segment. Like, so if you had like a trampoline in your yard, yes, you're not going to move the trampoline on the hill. Dave. But you I think if there was like if my if get the weed eater and do no, but I'm just saying. But like if my kid's bicycle was in the yard, you you can't. I would expect them to move the bicycle. Exactly. Just like or expect them to move the or ladder. they made they made a decision not to move the bicycle or ladder. So then I will make a decision to find somebody who will. Don't pay That's America. That's fair. Pay in half. I just get somebody else. I'll pay, right. the, I'll pay the exact same. I figure I got a fair price. I I'm not trying to undercut anybody. I'd fair price for my yard, but I, if they do that, then I that's agree. what I would do. I that, I, that would be one of the more – now, I may not agree with your stance, Hagerman, but I will say that would be one of the more frustrating things to come home to the entire yard is cut. Oh, and then just a little one-and-a-half by one-and-a-half square mocking you, just <laughs> spitting in your face. You know what I do? I take a picture and call the person out on social media. Very mature. Hey, if he doesn't do a job right, just like you call him out on ESPN, do your job or whatever it is. Come on, man. Do your job. So if you were like one day late, could he take a picture of your address and say this guy doesn't pay? (laughs) (laughs) An eye for an eye, angry man. Uh, 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 (laughs) All right, hey, sports, we're running low on time. Sports, what do you got? I know you have to be something. Here we go. when When there's a challenge flag in football, on a touchdown play, and they go under the hood, and they look, or they go upstairs, and they look at the, the replay and see if awesome, it's a touchdown yeah. or not, mm-hmm. and say the play gets overturned, but there's a blatant pass interference or holding call. Why can't you call the penalty if the play's going to get overturned from the non-scoring play? At least give the team the positive yards on a pass interference call like it happened last night in New England and Buffalo. If, the, if I'm not mistaken, if the flag was already thrown, they can. But, right, they can't do it if it's not thrown. But even if it's not thrown and you see it in the replay – Give them the penalty. Oh, you want penalties yes. assessed yes. after so, the fact. Do you know oh, where they – going to be a touchdown and there was pass interference. Give the pass interference call because it happened. Do you know where they do that? Do you know where they do that? I know they do it in the NBA. But the CFL. The, the Canadian yeah. League does it. You can you can actually oh, challenge a pass interference call one way or another, whether it should be or should not be. You can NBA, actually challenge you pass like interference. Look, and it, was like it happened in the playoffs last year, a charge. Like they didn't – there was a block charge and they changed that and – 
or they weren't even looking at that. They're looking at goaltending. They saw the block charge, so you could at least overturn something like that. But they made the right call in that situation. They did make the right call in that. Yeah. But football, if you don't throw the flag and you're going to reverse a scoring play, and there's a hold, pass interference, something, tack on the penalty. You see it happen. Tack it on. You missed the call, but you have replay showing it. Give them the penalty. Angry man, your general thoughts about the CFL. Yeah. Your general thoughts about Canada. <laughs> He's gone. I think I drove him off the air off Canada. Hello. Is he Canadian? Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently you have no they're thoughts a, at all a, about Canada. They're a great country up to the north. Wow. Wow. Okay. I didn't think that's where you were going. I love Canadian either. football. Do you? On the record. You like the in motion before? I watch it. The extra big field. When the Cubs were stinking it up in the summer, it gave you something to watch. Early July, baby. I could watch a little football. Watch the Eskimos go at it. Love it. Angry Man, will you watch the AAF? I'll I'll give it a chance. I think it's the timing I get that's right after regular football. I think Mm -hmm. there needs to be a buffer zone for fans to miss football a little bit and then go back to football because see that. just to give them a, like okay I'm missing it, I'm missing it scarcity yes so yeah I think I think a great time so basically people at the end of the Super Bowl it's the first part of February they get into basketball, basketball just enough to the tournament and then, right and then you the tournament. that's what I'm saying so I think if you go first of April because if right you after go the Masters that's fine. They, yeah, that, that's fine. Instead, they're going February to April, like yeah. their last game, the championship yeah, game. Yeah, but is like see, I think if you went April, then you're talking about May, then June, and then honestly, because it, June starts NBA playoffs, yep. NHL playoffs, baseball's really in full swing at that point. So I think your your window should be, you know, that April to May time frame is what what I would say would be good. I wonder when the XFL is going to be. Now, are they going to fill in right after the AAF and take that oh, wow. May to July? And then we're going to have football 12 months a year. I just don't think that they're giving other sports enough time to breathe and for people to get bored with them. Because let's be real, with baseball, it'll take about two or three weeks and people will be like, well, if I want to go back, I can tune in any night over the next five and a half months to see one of the 140 games that are still remaining. So I really think that there's there may be hit a saturation point here where there's too much football. I, I agree with that. I, can, I see where you're coming from. You need a little bit of a break. Get that appetite built up a little bit. And, dive right and, it, in. and it's going to be different looking football, right? Yes. So you're going to go straight from the Super Bowl, the best of the best, right, yep. to whatever it's going to be. And I, I, I love football enough. I used to love – as a kid, I still remember watching the USFL for the couple of years. It was rocking and rolling. So I enjoyed it because it had taken a lot of principles from the, the Canadian League and NFL and kind of intermingled some good rules and – all that good fun stuff. So I and I covered the XFL for the Orlando Rage. So I enjoyed that type of football. But it, ultimately, it's going to be what type of football is it? Right? Is it, is it going to be bad football? I mean, nobody will really know. But Angry, we'll have to see. Angry man, your thoughts on the Bulls trailing ninety-two to fifty at the half last night? Yeah, that, that's playing the Warriors. <laughs> 92 points in the first half. The Bulls are a dumpster fire already. They have no one that can play defense, and everyone's hurt right now. What do you expect? And look at the Bulls roster. Trash. Have a a good season, buddy. Hey, the Bears are in first place, buddy. That's all that matters, and so are the Bucks. So bring it on, sidekick. All right, angry man. See you next week. Came in hot. He left hot. That's sort of sort yeah, of. Well, out. he didn't come in hot. That was the strange part. And then he blew. Oh, up. that's right. He did. He he lulled us a little bit. Yeah. Although he didn't, because we weren't buying it. No, no. we were Not just waiting at for all. the rage. If there was 15 minutes of what we actually heard the first minute, how enjoyable would that have been? It would have been well, nice. I actually would have went ahead and found a bomb shelter and just uh, hunkered down. I would have thought oh. something was gonna 
the rapture or something was going to happen when that happens for Angry Man. So, all right, let's step aside for a timeout. Sanderson sidekick, uh, Trey, he's up next, right? Top 25, we'll talk about that. Buck's still in there. They moved up. How high up? We'll tell you on the other side of this timeout. The Sanderson sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole, the clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye for all your printing needs. bumpers because i do because uh, that one was going pretty that dang. was a miracle in itself you can't have enough bumpers can't have i mean we could run an hour worth of these bumpers and it would probably be better than what we do on a day-to-day basis oh that's fair the trey bumper Adam? show the is bumper up. show is this uh was this bucks by trey no it's bucks by top 25 this week are you on air every day now? Have we uh, have we got you on every day? Uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, because Jacob's on Monday, Friday. Well, no, but I'm saying like actually on air when he's here. Yeah, I don't know why, but yes. Four downs, bucks by bucks, and then <laughs> this. 
Bucks by Butterbean. And yeah. Bucks by Butterbean. It was Butterbean last week, so you got to change it up. Yeah. That's right. You I've got, you I've got a new thing for tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Go. good. Okay, so, go. Yeah, uh, top 25 this week. Only four teams fell uh, in the top 25, but we'll go ahead and start with the rankings. Number one, North Dakota State, 59-14 win over fellow rival South Dakota. Kennesaw State uh, moving to number two. They won 38-10 over Charleston Southern. How do you all feel about Kennesaw State at the number two spot? I think we know how ETSU fans feel. Did you see last night on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, they were all over. I think they haven't they beat haven't a beaten team. They haven't beaten a team with a winning record. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's the, the go-to move right now. Uh, it's obviously impressive that they're that high. Uh, that being said, I think that rightfully so, there's some criticism of Kennesaw State just in the fact that, I mean, who else is in the conference and – yeah, who have they played? Uh, I'm not saying the Bucks and Kennesaw State should be flipped in the I mean, rank. I'm I not mean, saying they, that. They, but. they have tried to at least up their – so they've, they've scheduled Sanford. They've scheduled Jacksonville State. So they are going out of conference yeah. to try to get some games that will help out. Interestingly enough, Kennesaw State is begging college game day to come to the season finale uh, at SunTrust Park in Atlanta here in a couple of weeks. They take on – uh, yeah, Jacksonville State. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville State. So that'll be interesting here in a few weeks. Moving on to number three, James Madison sitting at six and two. They picked up a three-point victory over Stony Brook. Uh, number four, Weber State staying in the same spot. They pick up a five-point victory over North Dakota. Rounding out the top five, Eastern Washington staying in that fifth position, winning over uh, Idaho. Now FCS, uh, thirty-eight to fourteen. Uh, UC Davis sitting at six, or excuse me, seven and one. Uh, they are in sixth picking up a 49-21 to 21 win over Montana. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, getting a 10-point victory over Illinois State. Uh, Elon was on a bye last week. Uh, they sit at 5-2 and two and number 8 in the rankings. Wofford uh, also staying in the same uh, ranking, number 9. They picked up a 42-21 to 21 win over ETSU's next opponent, Mercer. And Jacksonville State rounding out the top 10. They moved up from 12th, picking up a 42-15 to 15 victory over Murray State. Anything surprise you in the top 10? None whatsoever, except for Colgate's not in there. Yeah, oh, I, I, uh, still atrocious. We're we're getting to them here. Number eleven, McNeese, uh, sitting at six and two. They jump up from number fourteen, two point victory over Central Arkansas. Colgate almost to the top ten. They sit in twelfth. They move up four spots from last week. Uh, a blowout. Uh, shutout victory over Georgetown, 38-0. Uh, number 13, the Blue Hens of Delaware. They jump up from 21st. Shocking. Yeah, very surprising, picking up a four-point win over Towson. Uh, number 14, Illinois State. They drop from 11-14 to 14 after losing to South Dakota State. Number 15, Towson, of course, we just mentioned. They drop five spots in the rankings after the four-point loss to Delaware. Stony Brook also dropping one spot in the rankings after a three-point loss to James Madison. Of course, we're getting to the top 20 here. North Carolina A&T, they were on a bye. They uh, jumped up a spot. Uh, they're 6-2. and two. Princeton also undefeated, one of the few remaining undefeated teams in the FCS. A 66 nothing win over Ivy League opponent Cornell. Central Arkansas sitting at 19th, 5-3. They uh, fell six spots after losing to McNeese. Uh, and rounding out the top 20, Nichols, they picked up a 48-21 victory. They are 5-3. and three. Uh, Number 21, Sam Houston State, uh, they jump up two spots. They picked up a three-point victory over southeastern Louisiana. And, of course, number 22, your ETSU Buccaneers, that crazy, incredible comeback and a triple overtime victory uh, over Western Carolina, 45-43. to uh, Right behind them is Maine. They are sitting a 5-3, jump up a spot after winning over Albany. Number 24, Dartmouth, 
Uh, they were not ranked last week. They get a seven-point victory over Harvard. And rounding out the top 25, Southeast Missouri jumping in the top 25 after p- picking up a 56-33 victory over UT Martin. That's a look at your this week's top 25. I'm well, wondering who of you is more devastated about Towson. You both love uh, that school. I'm pretty so devastated. Much. I, I knew Trey would win that. Uh, James I'm, Madison's living a bit dangerously, are they not? I know Stony Brook's a pretty solid team this year, but it seems like every week, and, and it's an exaggeration every week, but it's some close games playing with fire. Not they're not going to be in anyway, but. Just to let you know, the uh, Princeton Tigers, 18 7 0, will play Dartmouth next week, 7 0, for the Battle of the Ivy League. Oh, title there. buddy. So. That's uh, probably a preview of crazy, uh, sorry, not crazy, because Lando's land tomorrow. That might be a game for him to consider. Oh, I think it would have to be. Santos is out Lando's land. Uh, also talking college hoops uh, tomorrow as yeah. well. And Bucks by uh, whatever Trey's made-up name is. National mid-major talk tomorrow for basketball and much more. Santos and the sidekick. Buccaneer Sports Network. Tomorrow. Tomorrow.